do you judge an animal? And and something that I know even I you know I've been around cows quite a bit in my life. But what about goats and sheep? How do you judge those? How do you decide what's a good sheep and, and how to show it? It's a question that that many people have asked this week here at the Northwest Washington Fair. Dylan Honkoop uh, with you on the Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad you're with me here. Yes, it is Fair Week. Yes, there is one day left, and still plenty of animal events. To see, and we're going to talk now uh, with one of the judges. Uh, shared some video of him earlier this week on Watkin Family Farmers uh, Instagram. If you if you check that out, please follow Watkin Family Farmers on Instagram. Do want to thank uh, before we get into our conversation here, though, uh, our sponsor, new sponsor. Pepe Kenworth Northwest on Iowa Street in Bellingham, and they've got a display of vehicles here at the fair. So make sure to stop by and see that Juan Gavette joining me now and he is the 4-H and FFA sheep and goat judge. So Juan, first welcome to the program. Thanks for being able to chat with me this morning. Yep, thanks for having me, Dylan. Um, what? How do you? You know, I, I showed just a you know thirty seconds of video of you on social media. People are like, "Wow, how is he seeing all these?" You're making all these comments about these animals and how they're being shown. How do you do that? I mean, what are you looking for? How does this is kind of the whole fair thing, right? You know, people know back in the day, people brought their animals to the fair and it was a competition. But I think most people don't know how that actual judging goes on. And you're the judge now, the expert at it. Right. So uh, when I look at uh, sheep and goats, I'm going to judge them the same as I would uh, any other livestock. I grew up actually with more of a cattle background. That's what I was more involved in as a kid. And once I transitioned into high school, that's when I started showing the sheep and goats and being more involved in them, both on the 4-H and FFA side. Uh, so I, you would judge them the same as you would any other livestock. When we try to build livestock here for the meat industry, uh, we got to build animals that are sound they're they're good in their skeletons so everything's important uh from the way they move their shoulder blade from the way they flex their knee from the way that they use their hip and come down on their hind leg the way they flex uh, some of their joints and the way they come down on their feet everything ties in together the way their tops work and then just the way they get out and move so that's how you would judge any other livestock sheep and goats are a little bit smaller we're going to check them out a little bit differently versus a cow or a pig so that's kind of the the way i'm going to break them down obviously since we're in the meat industry we're going to want to focus on these animals having some natural width so when I judge animals, I'll get in front of them, uh, behind them, look at them from the top, seeing how wide they are, how much actual muscle they have on the sheep and goats. I'll actually go through and feel them over their tops, feel along their rib cages for how much fat they're depositing because we need animals that have some fat on them and uh, that they're good composition-wise. So when I talk about composition, that's the ratio of muscle to fat tissue. And we need animals if we're going to use them on market to be good in that regard. If we're using breeding livestock, they have to have the right combination of structure and the right combination of build, along with having some muscle and some practicality about them. Practicality, what does that mean? So when I talk about practicality, that could mean uh, a few different things to different people. When I talk about practicality and uh, 
when people ask me about that, I often talk about how easy doing that animal is. So let's imagine we have two different sheep here. We have one that um, is nice looking from the side. We have one uh, that might be a little bit more muscular, may look to be a little bit fatter, may look to have a little bit more condition. And when we talk about condition, that just means a little bit more flesh on that one. So when we talk about practicality, we want animals that uh, are sound and pretty much practicality can tie to how easy keeping they are, how low input they're going to be. If they're practical, they're going to be ones that breed really well. They're able to raise lambs or kids and they're able to maintain their body composition and maintain all their parts without having to cost too much money. When we talk about ones that are what we call hard or impractical, those ones are the ones we tend to stay away from because they tend to cost a little bit more money when we're uh, having to raise them, when we're having to breed them, and they just become a lot uh, more cost, um, more costly in order to raise Talking with Juan Gavet right now, how to judge livestock. It's something that most people don't know about, yet it's an idea that's still very much associated with fairs and certainly the Northwest Washington Fair here in Linden, which is where we're at this morning, talking with Juan. He's a, a sheep and goat judge for both 4-H and FFA here at the fair. The showing for those animals is already wrapped up here on Saturday. I understand. I don't have the list in front of me. I know there's still some other showing going on. When people think of that showing animals, probably most people in public are only thinking about like they've seen dog shows i guess on tv but th this is from what you're describing this is quite a bit different than like a dog show that maybe somebody saw on tv once right oh very much so there's so much going on here with these animals and such as there is uh, a lot of things going on with the in terms of watching a dog show, there's so much that the judge is looking at when we're judging sheep and goat shows or any livestock shows in general because I actually judge cattle, sheep, goats, and swine. That's what I'm trained in. That's what I'm qualified to judge. So uh, there's more uh, to it than perhaps the public realizes from the outside. I'm judging uh, so many different parts of the animal, having to weigh in different factors on how I'm going to place those animals. This is The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop talking with Juan Gavette here at the Northwest Washington Fair. Juan, I've known you for a long time. How'd you get into all this animal judging stuff? I mean, all the things you're explaining, there's a lot of detail here. It's overwhelming to me. You handle it like it's no big deal, but this has been years of doing this stuff, right? How'd you get started? Oh, several years. I got started uh, several, several years ago when I was, uh, I believe, in third or fourth grade was when I finally got my own calf to show at the Northwest Washington Fair. That was my first county fair show. I was excited, just a little guy uh, with a little calf there, uh, being able to go through my first fair experience because I had had uh, three older siblings that were very involved in livestock. I had an older sister that showed horses and a few cattle growing up, and then my uh, older brother and then my other older sister were pretty involved on the cattle side. So uh, I joined in with them and uh, brought my first calf to the fair when I was uh, pretty young and then from there progressed on my herd, progressed on my showmanship skills and uh, my passion for it. So kind of how it all began, I grew up with it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, when I got into high school, I started uh, into the sheep and goat stuff. Um, but throughout those years, I was heavily involved in the livestock judging contest, and that's kind of where I found my passion for it and evaluating animals, breaking them down, studying them, because it's very complex at what we're looking at, and it takes a trained eye to be able to see a lot of that. 
So the way I got uh, more involved in it through those livestock judging contests, I competed in several 4-H and FFA livestock evaluation contests, competed at the state level and the national levels, both in 4-H and FFA, and did very well for myself. After I wrapped up there, I was recruited to a couple different uh, community colleges because this is actually a, a sport that we can do at the collegiate level that uh, many people aren't really familiar with. Yeah, so no, most people at college level uh, livestock contests, right? Essentially, when, right? When we think about uh, college contests, we're thinking about uh, you football, know sports, yeah, yeah, football, wrestling, volleyball, all those things. We don't really think about a bunch of people putting suits on to go look at animals. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I got involved in. We uh, we judge livestock in college. That's kind of our sport. It's like we're a, a, an athletic team only. We're looking at livestock. So it is a co-curricular uh, event that we're involved in. So I was uh, eventually recruited to Lynn Benton Community College down in the Albany Corvallis area in Oregon, not too far from here. The coaches recruited me here uh, because they had been watching me for several years competing in contests down there in Oregon. They were impressed with me and uh, some of the accomplishments that I had made growing up uh, in livestock evaluation. So I went there for two years. Uh, once I wrapped up there, I had a few different coaches recruiting me at the university level. Uh, after uh, weighing out some pros and cons of different programs, I eventually decided to uh, finish out my bachelor's degree and continue judging at the collegiate level at the University of Wyoming, where I spent two years there uh, continuing to train and competing there. I uh, just finished up my bachelor's back in May and uh, finished up back in November at the North American. American International Livestock Exposition there at the National Championship in Livestock Judging. So we had a very good run. Our team did really well. I had a lot of several individual highlights that um, I'm proud of through my career. Uh, pretty much what we're doing, just to make it simple for those of you that aren't familiar with livestock judging contests at the collegiate level, we judge cattle, sheep, goats, and swine, uh, all meat animals. We judge 12 classes in a collegiate contest. Uh, those are divided up between those four species. And then we give eight sets of oral reasons where we present our reasons and defend our placing to a qualified judge of that respective industry. So uh, team, teams are composed of five people. And each individual is worth a thousand points for a total of five thousand points on a collegiate team. The teams that win the big contest uh, probably score uh, well over four thousand seven hundred points. So it's uh, a pretty close competition at the end. It's uh, the smallest decisions that separate the ones that really know how to break livestock and that really can defend their placings in front of a judge. So it's pretty competitive contest. Our team did really well against some of the big schools um, and some of the big uh, uh, elite ones that have a uh, strong history for it. So I was very proud to judge for Wyoming. I had an awesome uh, couple years out there. I was trained very well. So that's where I went out to sharpen my skills even more after I spent two years in Oregon. Juan Gavet is with us here on The Farming Show talking about livestock judging and what that actually means. And I think back in the day, probably a lot more people knew about that because a lot, a lot of people were closer to the farm. But now so few people really spend any time at all on a farm or know any of this kind of 
of stuff. What goes on with animals, even just in a regular day-to-day managing animals, not to mention bringing them to the fair for the show in the summertime, which is still kind of this piece of Americana that still exists. But again, people don't know a whole lot about it. Thank you for explaining this. You, you are obviously so passionate about this to be able to take this to the level that you have. For folks that don't know Juan, his folks are, are Stony Ridge Farm. Um, your mom, Debbie, is uh, involved with uh, Farm Bureau, um, very active in the community. Your dad's agronomy division manager at CHS Northwest based out of Linden. Your family is all about farming. Obviously, it's a passion for you, too. And the bigger picture of this judging and farming in general, it, it, it's something I know you want to do more with. What, what are your plans next as far as... You know, advocating as far as being involved in the world of livestock and in, in farming. Well, I think uh, being an advocate is certainly important. I think uh, as agriculturists, it's all of our responsibility to jump in and uh, continue the tradition of agriculture, continue the tradition of being involved in animal husbandry, being involved in helping feed the world here. I think that's uh, awfully important for all of us to be involved in. I'm going to be heading off to North Dakota State University where I will be pursuing a master's degree in animal science, uh, hoping to uh, advance my my future here in the agricultural world, probably specifically in the livestock industry. But regardless, I think uh, where anybody ends up, as long as they're involved in it in some way, if that's where their background, if that's where their roots really are, I think it's all of our uh, responsibility to be involved in that because more so than ever, we need people to be involved in it. We need young people to be energetic about it to really show the public out there uh, what's important and the importance of what we do out here. Uh, as I watch these uh, kids the last couple days here at the Northwest Washington Fair, I think uh, I think all the parents, I think all the leaders, and I think more importantly the public should just be proud of these kids for the hard work that they've done. I think it really reflects uh, what the agricultural industry is about, and I, I sincerely believe that there's very few uh, other ways out there these days that you can teach children responsibility, that you can teach them sportsmanship and uh, true animal husbandry than to get them an, a product like a, a, a steer or a lamb or a goat or a, or a pig or some other project, I think uh, these animals are being used as tools to really help shape kids uh, that are taught responsibility, that are taught work ethic, and that are taught just to be good people in general. Well, and I, I think this really flies in the face as well, the narrative out there that some activists are trying to push that you know, family farming doesn't exist anymore, and, and the animals that are farmed are just part of a big machine that people are pushing them through with all kinds of terrible practices and terrible treatment. You know, whether or not that does occur somewhere, and I think it happens a lot less than is portrayed by these folks, if you see these people who are actually involved in animal agriculture here locally, they obviously care a heck of a lot. And they aren't mistreating their animals. Their animals are a prized thing that they're here to show off they want to take as good a care of pot i mean that that's what this is all about right is is celebrating taking good care of your animals at the end of the day and my mom is going to cringe when i ask you this question because she was really big into animal judging as well especially dairy uh judging but how much difference can you make if let's say like you, you're judging sheep and goats if i buy a goat and want to come here and show it or my daughter does how much difference can you actually make in how good that goat is versus how much of it's just natural whether you pick a good goat or have you know good good genetics good mom and dad for the goat 
Well, genetics are going to play the, probably the biggest role into it. Uh, you got to pick animals that are are built good just from the start. You can't uh, you can't expect to take a skinny sheep or a skinny goat that's uh, flat and light muscled and expect them to have the type of muscle that one that was born with uh, would have. So. Uh, choosing animals that are built right and choosing animals that genetically have the right pieces to them is important, but uh, there's so much that goes into it. You can take a animal that might look average from the start, feed it up f- from when it's skinny, uh, show it off to the best of your ability, present it really well to the judge, and I think that can go so far there. And again, I think it speaks to uh, the programs like these 4-H and FFA programs that we've built for these kids. I think it speaks volumes to, to them and to what these programs were about to uh, be able to take these animals and bring them into a show ring and be proud of them and present them as, as I said earlier, more importantly now than ever to the public and to show off to them. Uh, no one cares more about animals and livestock than children. So, um, I think it's important to really show off what, in my opinion, 99% of agriculturists believe in is animal husbandry and the way that we treat livestock. Cause, uh, I believe sincerely it's our responsibility to look after livestock. It's our responsibility to take care of them because if we depend on them for so much in terms of, uh, clothing, in terms of, uh, meat and dairy uh we need to take care of our livestock as well as they take care of us couldn't have said it better myself juan gavette you're a great example and i really appreciate all the hard work that you've done and being able to chat with us best of luck to you on your next uh venture um going to north dakota you said pursuing your master's degree um where do you see yourself in 10 years oh that's a good question uh not really sure here, Dylan. Part of the reason I'm going to graduate school and pursuing my education here uh, is because I haven't gotten that part entirely figured out. Just uh, finished up my bachelor's back in May, and after that, um, I wasn't entirely sure where I was going to end up. So I think uh, I think going to North Dakota State University and perhaps opening a few more doors, giving myself a few more options and a few different connections out there is going to be beneficial to helping me figure out what I want to do uh, after those couple years there in Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, as far as my 10-year plan, don't really have one. I'm not <laughs> sure I have a 10-month plan to even figured out uh, right I, now. I don't I'm, even have a 10-hour plan yeah, myself, I'm not, so I'm, I'm not even I'm, sure I'm with myself. you there. I'm just kind of making it up as I go. But the, ladies and gentlemen, this is a young man to, to watch. He's going to do cool things. And obviously with your uh, experience and your educational background and the amount of passion that you have, it's going to be fun to see the things that you accomplish. Juan, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, you chatting with us and especially we appreciate the work and the investment that you put into these kids and these animals uh, here at, at the fair this week it's really awesome to see thank you so much yeah thanks for having me Don.